the Faith is Not Blind podcast. I'm Sarah Devinier, and I'm here with my dear friend, Becca. And I'm so glad that she would join us today, particularly because um, I value so much her type of faith, and I'm glad that we can share it. Thank you. Becca, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about your childhood and your parents, your experience, whatever you'd like to share, of course, with your early experiences with faith in your home or, or at church, whatever okay. you're most comfortable with. Well, I grew up in a, a religiously observant family, but by that, I mean, we mostly, we were, we were religious about going to church, but we didn't really um, talk much about religion or faith or even the spirit in our home. We didn't really do family home evening. We didn't do scriptures. We didn't do family prayer. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons for that. I think I won't go into it. But the, sure. I do remember having family home evening a couple of times, primarily around Advent time. We would do some scripture reading then. And my main memory of doing any family home evening that we did was singing hymns. So I'd say the biggest foundation spiritually that I got in my home was through music. Right. And did you feel like that's when you felt the spirit in your home was through music? Yes. And how did you recognize that as the spirit? And if, if so, how, how did you know that that's what the spirit felt like? I think so. I, you know, I think it might be partly personality as a child. Sometimes, actually, as an adult, I went back and I always kept a journal from the time I was pretty little. I kind of stopped later on, I don't know why, but when I was little, I kept journals and I was actually really surprised to go back and read them and see how focused on religion they seemed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that I was just a believer from the time I was really little. I was interested in spiritual things, I resonated mm-hmm. with spiritual things. I don't know that I would have articulated it as the spirit, but I felt happy, I felt peaceful. Yeah. I believed it. And so even though, I think sometimes it's difficult for kids to see how the church might be portrayed at church and then wonder why it's not portrayed that way at home. But it sounds like you you were having your own individual experiences despite that. Yes, I think so. I mean, I was aware that there was a disjunct between what we were taught and what we observed at home, but I don't remember being particularly bothered by it, just the way it was. That's what I knew. Right. Yeah, Yeah. well, it's your home, and that's what you're used to. So as as you started to go through young women's and become a teenager, did you continue to develop that faith, and and how so? As you were an adolescent, started maybe to be a little bit more deliberate about it. Yes, I mean, I, I was, I took it seriously. I had a couple of young women leaders who were really good to me and influential in my life. So that played a role. I took seminary, I had kind of a little bit of a rocky relationship with seminary. <laughs> um, I didn't really like it, I actually dropped out for a while. But then I came back, I finished. Um, Maybe in a way I took it too seriously. I don't know if that's possible. The way that my seminary teachers approached it bothered me. I felt like they said they had all the answers, that I, that, that bothered me. <laughs> and 
Um, well, it felt kind of sentimental and cheesy. I didn't like that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's an interesting way to look. You you wanted something that seemed authentic in the way that you interpreted that. So what what I think it, I want to go back to something you said that it bothered you when it, they acted like they had all the answers. Why did that bother you so much? Do you think it seemed arrogant to me <laughs> that? They would say, hey, ask me whatever, I can answer it for you. I think, you know, looking back, I think, wow, I was really harsh on those people. I think they had a hard job. They were really trying to help people. They probably did have good counsel to give. But I didn't like the posture. Yeah. And I think things seemed more complicated to me. I don't really know. So, so you knew that the things were complex. I mean, even from a young age. How did that affect the development of your testimony as you got older to not be satisfied with simple answers or all the answers? I think that I just accepted or tried to accept that I, that it was, I mean, I partly, um, I believe that it was really deep, I guess. That there was more there than pat answers and that's what it felt like to me a lot of the time. And I guess to a certain extent I was okay with yeah. not knowing everything. And it sounds like your spirituality was primarily private. Yes, definitely. And, and so how, how, especially as you got older into college, how did you develop your own private spirituality? What, what did that look like for you? So um, even though we didn't pray as a family, I prayed on my own. I Music has always been really huge, so I learned hymns. I remember, I mean, it's sort of cheesy, but I, in college I learned this hymn that I would sing to myself at night before I went to bed. Um, what hymn was it? Great God to Be My Evening Song. Do you know that one? Mm -hmm. It's one of the evening songs in the hymn book. Mm. Um, scripture study. This is maybe sort of silly too, but I have one of those big sets of scriptures. And the one reason, one of the reasons I like it, it was always a reminder to me that there was something more between the lines, kind of, that there was some depth <laughs> there. Yeah. That, I don't know, so it was symbolic for me too. So how would you describe your relationship with God at that point? Because you were reading the scriptures and praying and what, what was your testimony mostly focused on at that point? I don't know if I remember if there was a particular focus. I do know that it came later through um, harder experiences that I felt like I, I knew intellectually that God loved me. I believed that. Yeah. I think it took later through other trials to really feel it. Do you, do you want to talk about any of that, how, what you went through? You don't have to be specific, but what you went through and how that developed. Um, yeah, I'm fine too. I, um, after my son was born, uh, I had a really um, serious depression, I think. My brain chemistry was permanently altered. I really believe that. Because of the pregnancy, they think? I or? think so. I mean, I, I, anyway, it's kind of a, a long story. Right. But yeah, the doctors did say, diagnosed me with this particular diagnosis and said, 
Um, this is typical for somebody with my sort of background, and I was the right age, and sometimes this pregnancy can just shift things. And I think that's what happened. And so I was really in a bad way. Uh, until I got, you know, medical help, and even after then, I, some days, the only way I could kind of break through that cloud was, that's when I learned to uh, appreciate priesthood blessings. That was also something that we never did growing up. So I really learned and believed that that was something I could ask for that Heavenly Father wanted to give me and and it was through those experiences that I felt like he really knew me and supported me. So that through that difficulty, I mean that's a, a hard way to have your testimony sort of go from your head to your heart. How when you went through that, how did that develop a lasting testimony for later difficulties? Um, I mean, I think that was one element. There's other things that build on that, you know, other spiritual sure. experiences. But I never doubted that God loved me. Whether I was um, understanding him in the right way or worshiping in the right context or whatever there might be some other things that I might wonder about but that core belief didn't go away so with with that core belief how did that help you when you went through a season of questioning because I think I think it's important I mean what we're seeing is it's not all one straight road and there are things that you couldn't control that happened, but you were trying to control your relationship with God. And like at the core, know that he loved you. So when questions arose later, maybe echoing questions you had had when you were younger, how did that foundation help? Well, one of the things that's been challenging, which I'm sure is challenging for a lot of people, is to see people that you are close to really struggle. Yeah. Not just in their life, but with their faith. And knowing that God loved me, I also knew that God loved those people that I loved. Regardless of what they chose to do. Yeah. So that helped. I'm trying to think of other examples. When as you think about this too, what made you decide that, that you wanted to stay on this path? I, especially seeing people you love maybe choose not to stay in the church. What made you decide to choose that? Um, several things. I think the biggest thing is I've had enough spiritual experiences that um, I didn't want to, I either, couldn't deny and also didn't want to walk away from. I think that this um, belief system that I have had given me enough that I was afraid that if I walked away, I would lose that. Mm. I that knew there that was enough of an investment to... 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, it's not like I don't believe that other people don't have um, what you might call spiritual experiences in another context, but I just wasn't sure that I would have it. And I was afraid of, that. that's a connection that I really value. I didn't want to, I'd be afraid of losing that connection. Yeah. And part of me honestly sometimes wondered, am I just too afraid? Like, maybe that's just holding me back. Mm. But I decided it didn't matter. <laughs> So. so you made a very deliberate decision. Sometimes. It sounds like. Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> I like that because it's not, sometimes you've just got to keep going and other times it is a more deliberate decision. Yeah, and sometimes it wasn't hard and sometimes mm. it was. Yeah. yeah. Thank goodness sometimes yeah. it wasn't hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and the other reason I was going to say that I think I've stayed is that um, as much as I love people who are really close to me who have left, I most of the time have not been really impressed with the replacement. Interesting. So as they've looked for other things to sort of substitute. Yeah. And I love them. I think, you know. So you can respect their choice. Yeah. But, but what, what is better than this or what? Yeah. I'm not convinced that it's better or that it's. Um, I don't know. It's just not what I want. Yeah. As you, as you look back over your experiences, and you you intellectualize it so beautifully, and yet you feel it so deeply, which is so impressive to have that to be sort of multilingual that way. Um, what advice would you give to people who are struggling either with something intellectually or a difficulty? At this stage, what, what advice would you give? Um, well, I can speak to what's helped me. I think that um, I really try to remember the experiences that I've had that have where I've really felt the spirit so strongly. Partly because I think that doesn't come out of nowhere. That's come from something. Yeah, that, that you didn't just make it up. You've had enough of them consistently, yeah. Yeah, that, that's real. Um, I, I don't think that this always works for everybody, but I, um, there's a couple scriptures that I really love. I think of Nephi who says, I know that God loves his children. Nevertheless, I don't know the meaning of all things. I really hold on to that. Another one is the Proverbs of to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Um, and that is a little bit tricky sometimes because I believe that, but then sometimes you're like, well, where does that play in with trusting yourself and feeling I don't know how much to trust yourself and how much to say. I'm just going to set that aside. And sometimes it just has to be the sometimes again. Yeah. Yeah. I can trust. I know I can trust myself more in some seasons of life than yeah. in others. I think it requires patience. That's hard. But I think if you can kind of learn to live with the questions to a certain extent and just wait them out. Yeah, like Rilke, yeah. live... Live the questions. Live yeah. the questions, yeah. yeah. I don't think we're ever going to have all the answers. I really don't. And how do you feel okay about that? 
I think, I mean, talking about having teachers where that, that sort of rubbed you the wrong way to have all the answers and... Yeah, maybe I just don't want the answers. Yeah. <laughs> but why do you think that's okay to not have all the answers? I mean, you seem to be at, at peace with that and I think that can be very healthy. Sometimes I think it might be personality, honestly. I think some <laughs> people are more okay with ambiguity. I think, I, I think faith is easier for some people than others too. Um, and maybe it's just easier for me than, I mean, for example, I can think of some people who are so linear or logical, not that there's, there's great things about that, but I think, or I look at some people that are close to me too, and I think, you know, to a certain extent, maybe this is just a gift, and I can't judge this, them mm -hmm. for this being hard for them. They, they just have a different disposition. That's a harder thing for them, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful way to look at it, and, and sometimes unanswered questions can lead to really beautiful things. Yeah, so that's interesting too. Like, I've always believed intellectually in questions. Like, I think, well, this is how we got the restoration. This is how people yeah. gain revelation yeah. is by having questions, but at the same time, they can be really deeply uncomfortable <laughs> at yeah. the time, right? right? So in living them, it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Even but, though... Yeah. In, in, in the abstract, I think they're great. Right, right. But sometimes living them is more difficult. The, the early saints probably felt the same way yeah. with all the questions they had to ask. Thank you so much for sharing so much of yourself. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>